I think the public should be relieved that Mr. Millard will not see the light of day, of course. Um, he killed three people, different people for different reasons um, in the span of a, a year and uh, the public definitely needs to be protected from a person like him. How would you describe his character? Well, I think Justice Code summed it up when he said he was profoundly amoral and dangerous. That is the voice of Jill Cameron, Crown Attorney, who did the final two trials of Dylan Millard. She did not do the first one that was in Hamilton. Let's bring in Lauren Honickman to this case, because I think Jill Cameron has earned her paycheck. No question about it. Yes, she did. That's a tough case. She, she had a really tough... I was kind of pointing out before that when you step back from these three cases, to be able to successfully get convictions in all of them on first degree, and then to get Della Millard those consecutive sentences, that probably doesn't tickle your fancy, but I can tell you, oh, no, no. I'm pretty I mean, happy it's, tonight. It's, listen, ever since the, uh, the parole eligibility um, law was changed to make these sentences potentially consecutive, not just concurrent. It's, I mean, this isn't obviously the first time we've seen this, but it's, it's three. Uh, Dylan Millard would have to live to the age of what, 102 years old, yep. before he's eligible for parole. And uh, so basically, yeah, he stays in jail now for the rest of his natural life. And um, and I don't know. Uh, I guess uh, there may be other cases like this in the future, but. Um, it, it's 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 interesting. Like you were, you sent me that email, and I was thinking about it when you said, "Hmm, what would have happened? Yep. The what ifs? Yep. Had uh, had Mr. Millard uh, been charged with his father's murder um, at the time when well, the police did the original investigation?" Or Laura Babcock. Well, I was going to ask yeah. you, like, should there? This to me is a case that not because anyone wants to continue on with this thing, certainly not for the family's sake, but this begs the question of like. Does this deserve an inquest? Because if the Toronto police in both Laura Babcock's situation as well as the Wayne Millard situation, had they handled those parts of the investigation differently, I think a lot of people would say maybe Tim Bosma would be alive. Maybe Wayne Millard would be alive. Yeah, but and I look, I I think it's and I, I, I do understand what you're saying. And and this happens a lot, of course, when you when you get to look back and say the the, the what ifs and sure. Um, if if evidence had come out differently, and uh, and does it does it require an inquest? I don't know. Uh, I think uh, uh, you know an inquest is you know what the purpose yeah. of that is is to you know um, certainly to um, prevent future similar type deaths. So I don't think an inquest would be the right. You know, would there be some sort of public inquiry? I don't yeah. think that would happen either. I think it's it's one of those cases where it's. Um, you just look back and you say a lot of times police are doing whatever they are doing at that time and they're not just they're not being negligent they're the evidence is you, you know we always hear police use these words we follow the evidence and uh um certainly it was um uh, it's unfortunate when you when you think back on the one hand on the other hand of course now uh three three first degree murder convictions and a 75 year Coral ineligibility. Um, I think this case is probably going to uh, uh, finally go by the wayside. I, I believe you are correct as well. I just look at this and I think, okay, so Laura Bob Babcock's, uh, you know, boyfriend or, or good friend at that time had gone to police and said, "Look, she's not around. I can't right. find her. You've got to go find and look and talk to this guy, Della Millard." He put Della Millard on the police um, radar, a radar, right. in July. 
Right. That's four months before Wayne Millard is shot. So I, you know, I think about it. Maybe it's because I'm too close to the case where I think, yeah, no, okay, no, like, uh, and I think there were a, obvious signs that were missed. Yeah. And and so maybe what would, you know, to your point, it might be, uh, it. I don't know if the if an inquest is 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 the right uh, vehicle, but maybe um, an internal investigation, maybe to get some some of those answers, just cross those T's, dot those I's, and determine exactly what happened there. Why, for example, to use your um, one part of of the whole scenario of a of a boyfriend going to police, what happened there? Why why wasn't it followed? Yeah, I think I think those answer those questions are are uh, are reasonable questions. Like if that had been put on file, you know, and then four months later the father is, is shot to death, maybe on the file you'd go, okay, well, hold on a second. Now that's profiling. I get that, but. You know, you'd yeah. have that information going, hold on a second, this guy's saying his father's killed himself and he's connected. That, you know, that right. to me would have been... Yeah, and so it will be interesting if if, if uh, anybody actually pursues that uh, and and tries to, to, to look at it. I don't think you're going to see any lawsuits that come out of this, no. but again, I could be wrong. Right. What happens to his estate, though? Because, you know, he was a sole beneficiary um, of Wayne Millard's estate. He used that money in his first case in the Tim Bosma to pay for his defense. Right. That estate now goes to... Well, I don't know, and uh, it, will, it would be interesting to see. I don't think that at the end of the day, end of the day if, if just because you're incarcerated, you, you lose your estate in law. Um, I don't know if you killed your if you killed your the guy right. who's he was so I think what'll end up happening is that they'll say that he whatever he has earned uh, whatever was was passed on to him he no longer has any access to it because now he's been found to have murdered his father. What about the victims? Could could the Bosma family or the Babcock family could they sue the estate? Sure. Okay. You can always sue an estate. Uh, that's what I mean. It yep. would be interesting to see if there is any civil lawsuits that now come out of all of them. Well, there is a civil suit from the Bosmas. From the uh, Bosmas, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's still going. Yeah, okay. And maybe, so, by the way, maybe some of the questions that you're asking right now, uh, we will get answers through the civil lawsuit. Because mm-hmm. they will be legitimate yeah. questions for the Bosma family and their counsel to to pursue. Yeah. Okay. I know. I want to talk about this case. Look, it's real kind of inside baseball for now, but I, I'm getting my popcorn ready because this tr- this trial is so. I don't want to use the word sexy, but it's pretty crazy um, because it involves one of the best lawyers in the country, Marie Heenan, who is representing one of the highest ranking naval officers in Canadian military, right. who is basically accused of breach of trust. Um, he's accused of leaking government information yeah. on a on a shipbuilding deal um and essentially marie heenan is in pretrial motions right now because she's accusing she's the trio government documents. of she's yeah. trying to get all the documents and she's saying there's political obstruction because the government uh, the trudeau government does not want to hand over yes. what they know and so they they are now in a pre-hearing with respect to do, uh, document discovery, and it get every day. I'm with you on this. Okay. I'm with you that this story. It's it's not in everybody's uh, you know morning breakfast discussions like like a Dylan Moore case. But it's would be. it makes but, Mike Duffy look like honestly. If you if Mike Duffy got 24 seven coverage, this should get like this should be right. <laughs> around the clock because it's well, way and, bigger and, than and, that. And 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 today, yeah. 
Yes. You, you, hear, oh, yeah. you hear evidence about possible manipulation of the access to information system within the Department of National Defense. Mm-hmm. You know, some witness gets up there, some military member, and they protect his name by a publication ban because they think he could, you know, there could be reprisals in the workplace. He starts telling the court about an alleged scheme within the National Defense, defense not to use Norman's name. Now, you know, again, it's like, what? And this is all like, um, you know, all in the context of trying to determine where documents are, who has them, who doesn't have them. And and, and essentially who ordered the cancellation of this $700 million military contract? I mean, it's it's a big story. But the other thing that came out today that it's like, like, holy Stephen Harper might have the last laugh because oh, yeah. the, yeah. the Tr- Trudeau and Harper, um, you know, they'd be protected by... Uh, privilege. privilege. And so, right. you know, what they say in their offices would be protected. So Marie Hannon has been trying to get the release of government documents that would essentially talk about the conversations of what Mr. Harper said in this deal and what Mr. Trudeau said so she can get to the bottom of it. And Harper came out today and said, um, yes, you can access whatever you want, yeah, which is awesome. From my pre- yeah, you can do that now. <laughs> Trudeau hasn't said no, but he hasn't he said ain't yes. Saying yes. Oh, come on. That's yeah. the yes is never coming out of that office. But Harper has nothing to lose. Yeah. And, and what what Marie Hennon is seeking, so people understand, she's not just seeking thousands of government documents. She says that that are necessary. You know, what are those documents? Most of them that relate to the ship contract. Yes. But she's also seeking records from Trudeau's office and the Privy Council. Mm-hmm. about the case itself. Yeah. So that's why, getting to your point about, about privilege, there, there's this whole argument that's going to be what can be released, what, what can't be released. And, and now this, this pre-hearing was supposed to take, what, a day or two? <laughs> now, now, it's going to ta- now they need another, I think, another two, three days. So they've, they've now adjourned it into the new year. Yeah. And by the way, now the media's interested. So now you've got Christy Blatchford on it, and she's just the best writer. Um, right. And then you, this is starting to pick up the media coverage. Look, this trial's supposed to go, Marie Hannon, of course, scheduled it right before the next federal election. The right. stuff that's going to come out in this trial is extremely damaging to the Trudeau government. Well, could well, be. Well, could be. When alleged. you think about when yeah. the trial is, Alec, yeah. August, that's mm-hmm. when it's scheduled to start. If all this comes, if they get all the, if everything happens and there's no delays, August 2019, the election's what? Mid October. October 21st. Right. <laughs> and that. think about this. Oh, Do yeah. the math in your head. If that, you know, may, a what? A one month trial? A two month oh, trial? Yeah. How much have they set aside? We get some sort of verdict. It's a judge alone trial. Oh, you don't even need that. You need the opening statement. Once Marie Heenan has laid out her case, well, once the Crown's, I mean, look, to me, it sounds like the Crown is already on its heels because they know that she knows. They know that they're up against Marie Heenan. And and I think that they, you know, look, we're going to get a very good read on this case very quickly, I think, once it starts. Oh, well. I, I, I think I think it's you know you you have been the one person who has kept you know well there's been reporters there but but I know that n- nobody else has really latched onto this and you you started the whole conversation by saying inside baseball yes it is a bit uh, but I think everybody should start taking notice if you haven't yet mm. this Oof. is a very very important trial as we say in the code oh, that's a sexy one I gotta be there for that one <laughs> yeah it it is it's a it's a term we use and. Uh, yeah. and I'm I'm sticking with it. Okay, Lauren, I got to okay. go, but thank okay, you. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Appreciate it. That is Lauren Honigman uh, joining us. I, I don't 
I do get excited about certain court cases because I loved covering the courts. It's a fascinating world. This case kind of has it all. It, well, it doesn't have the sex part of it, but it's just, like, honestly, for the amount of time we talked about Mike Duffy, and that was a trial, essentially, of, of money being paid back. <laughs> that money was going back to the taxpayers. This is way different. This is way bigger. And I think the information that's going to come out, and given it's Marie Heenan, you know, if you've ever watched her in action, whew, it's worth going to court on a day that Marie Heenan's there because she uh, she puts on quite a show and it's not a show. She's just a really shrewd and tough, tough lawyer. It'll be fascinating. I got I'd love to see I'd love to see her question Justin Trudeau. Oh, my God. You want to talk about someone stuttering? It, it would be just like one long stutter. Guilty. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.